welcome to season nine of Perfect Will. <laughs> Mr. Potter, what are you doing at the Wizengamot? Yeah. Holy shit, did I fall asleep through the whole fucking thing almost? Apparently. <laughs> that is going in an intro too, please. Where the hosts are all our friends Somehow the tangents seem to blend Come on our journey round the bend Artific Weekly Where the story never ends Alright, we should do this so that we can be done in a decent time and I don't have to sit in this hard old chair too long. Um, you really can't stay. Because the chair's too hard. <laughs> I got to go away. <laughs> Very nice. So we are reading chapters 5 through 8 of Steward of the House of Black by Coco Pelle. I'm mm-hmm. Sue. You'll be very proud. Oh, sorry. I interrupted you. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? I'm Sue. I'm Scott. I'm Eru. There we go. <laughs> I'm the interrupting one. I was going That's to right. say, you should be... separate files anyway. You should be very proud of me because I wasn't going, Stuart! <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I wanted to. to. Oh, uh, by the way, I... one thing I didn't bring up last week is apparently uh, Coco Pelli was a um, Native American god in the, like, southwest states, Arizona area. Hmm. So that's where the name comes from. Cool. Yeah. Not sure why this author particularly chose to use it, but they're apparently a um, flute-playing sort of mischief-maker type. Fertility mm-hmm. deity. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? Say that again? Yes. A fertility deity. Ah, okay. Same as yes. Thor in my mythology. I was... Moving my microphone when you said it, and I missed the whole thing, so I was confused. Yes. Well, no one's been falling out yet, so yay. Mm-hmm. I know. I've been adding words while I'm editing, and my voice completely changes. So it's like, and da 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 da. But um, I'm like, oh, this sounds terrible, but at least you know what we were trying to say. Yeah. It's, it's weird that Discord is like that. I guess it just doesn't like having that many people for some reason. Oh, it should be fine. I'm used to talking in like huge groups, like 10 people at once, no problem. No one falls out. Yeah. Huh. Well. Including with recordings and live streaming. So It's poofla. It's poofla. It's 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 some sort of combination of where all of us are and how our internet works and meh. Or doesn't work. (laughs) Possibly. I'm just happy that my internet works because it usually doesn't. So, Alice is 
has put it off until today. It's her last day of bereavement leave, and she's putting on her robes and getting all dressed up and going to the ministry. Yeah, because she's planning to resign and not yep. go back. So she goes through to her desk and sorts everything to, these are the case files that somebody else will need. These are the things that are mine, which I will take with me. And everything else goes in the circular file and mm -hmm. in the trash. <laughs> yeah. And, and so she signs her letter of resignation and takes it down to her supervisor's office, who says that he's going to get in big trouble from Amelia when he hears that, uh, when she hears that he let her leave. But yeah. But it has to be done. And she gets a uh, medical, um, a medical, wow, a medal. <laughs> it's a, an order of Merlin for Frank. Mm -hmm. And they decided not to do a big hoopla and just give it to her on the quiet because they thought that would be better for her. Remarkably sensitive for the Ministry of Magic. Mm -hmm. Well, these are the people who've worked closely with her, so they are paying a little bit more attention than... You know, Fudge, who's never seen Harry in his life, or yeah. Mm -hmm. like then we shift over to Remus, who is getting a phone call at 9 a.m. And is kind of surprised by that because usually he gets calls from tenants, and those are mostly in like supper hour after mm -hmm. they've gotten home for the evening. Things that, you know, their lights have gone out, or uh, they need a little extra time to pay rent, or the drains are stopped up, or whatever it might be. Right. But, but in this, this case, Mrs. Cadmus from Mr. O'Neill's office asking if he can come and see him at one o'clock sharp today. And Remus says, sure. Do I need to bring anything? Nope. Which is a very astute question to ask, but in this case, he doesn't. Has uh, she already been mentioned in some other connection in the fic? I, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. Yeah. She's the secretary. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. We, yeah. we met her once when he first went to see the solicitor. She was the one who let him in and showed him into yeah, his Yeah, and she's, she's mentioned again later on in some capacity. So he's decided to go back and he's t testing turning himself into a wolf when it's not the full moon. Yes. So he's stripped off his clothes and he gets behind the chair and he takes some breaths and meditates and then voila, he's a wolf. Mm -hmm. And he could even go and look at himself in the mirror, which he hasn't done before. And yes, it turns out a week before that, he finally went and had the conversation he'd been meaning to have with Charlie Fletcher about mm -hmm. how does Daisy manage this whole turning into a wolf thing? Charlie says, you know, well, all of us can do that. And it's because they don't fight it. And right. the way that Coca-Cola decided to portray um, why werewolves in Harry Potter are so different from regular wolves, which are not you know, savage beasts generally and are quite friendly and like to be in groups um, is that the werewolf curse sort of acts as the way that it works for most people because they don't want to be a werewolf and they're frightened of being a werewolf. They try and fight it off every time that it comes. And that stress, that dichotomy between, you know, what they're doing and what the the werewolf curse is trying to do to their body is what stresses them out and makes them go crazy during the full moon. If you are aware it's coming and are welcoming to it and uh, decide to let the wolf in, basically let it be a part of you, then you can just make it an animagus transformation, basically. And if you are already in wolf shape by the time the full moon comes up, it doesn't have the crazy-making effect on you. Right. And Remus wants to know if they, if 
uh, Charlie can teach him. And he says, no, probably not, but Daisy can. And he calls Daisy in and tells her to go sit on Mr. Lupin's lap. And she's like, cramps. <laughs> and she, so, but he wants Remus to feel her change so that uh, Daisy's the strongest magically in the pack so he figures that Remus will be able to sense what is happening better and mm-hmm. be able to follow it with his own magic yeah and that is basically what works which also explains uh, the pack behavior of taking in strays but the, only taking them in for, for a long time if they survive the first month or two Mm-hmm. So if they don't embrace the wolf, they either go mad or die or run off or something, seems yeah. like. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so Daisy changes into her wolf form and then picks up her sundress with her teeth and goes takes it out with her. Mm-hmm. Go change and back. Well, yeah. Now all they have to do is figure out how to change with clothes and then they'll be set. Which we do get into next chapter, one of these chapters anyway. Now we are... Flashing back forward again, and Remus is going to his meeting with Mr. O'Neill. And he has made an appointment for Remus to go see Sirius in Azkaban. Yes. And he can go tomorrow. It's short notice, but that's the best that they could do. And he's got the warden to authorize the visit. So he gives uh, Remus directions and tells him how to get there with the batch of guards and wishes him luck. Yeah. And... Mrs. Cadmus has a port key for him to store away the next day. That's mm-hmm. where the wharf is that they're leaving from. Yeah, there's not a lot of people there. It's just a small little place. So don't expect anything is, to eat or drink there. It is nearly constantly windy because it's right next to the sea. Mm-hmm. And there, he's going to wharf number seven. And fortunately, it's just wharf seven. It's not seven and three quarters or anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah gets there and somebody says, Mr. Lupin? And he says, I'm Mr. Lupin. That's interesting to me. So when the wizard asks for Mr. Lupin, it's all spelled out. But then when he replies, it's just MR period. Hmm. Is that something that, is that a normal thing or or is it unusual? I'm I think it's unusual. used to seeing the other spelling of M-E-S-S-E-R-S. Monsieur? Monsieur? No, that's, that's multiple. Yeah. Multiple misters. Ah, right. When it's uh, messieurs, the marauders um, together, yeah. especially Padfoot, prongs, etc. Yeah, it's because mm-hmm. it's a multiple of Mister. It's like um, I don't know what the, the the equivalent would be for women. Probably M M E S, maybe. I don't know because they seem to base those mostly off of French rather than English. I don't know, Mrs. I'll check. But anyway, he meets the Underwarden, who is apparently the guy who's basically in charge of the guards, at least has a shift. I don't know if there's probably a few of them. I found um, it. Mm-hmm. Madame, as in M-E-S-D-A-M-E-S. Yeah. I should so have remembered that. It's it's the French plural because we haven't come up with a version of it for English. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's all French. Y'all French. <laughs> so they, uh, he's got to go through the wizarding equivalent of a metal detector. And it goes haywire. It goes haywire. Just it beep, goes beep, haywire. Beep. Yeah. And finally, the underwarden has to go over and say, it's okay. Just pass him through. He's a werewolf. Sorry about that. We don't get many of your kind here. Yeah. And, you know, it's also um, something about being a steward. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's why they will decide to let him through. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but There's power on, in the name. On yes. the way down to see Sirius, they pass by the upper cell that Narcissa Malfoy is being held in. 
And she applies for an audience after he's finished with her cousin. Yes. You know, after all, she is the daughter of a house of black. The uh, underwarden says, we'll see. I really mm-hmm. like that she's doing the political maneuvering, too, in this. She would. I well, like it. Makes it makes sense for her, yeah. Yeah. So they get to the uh, Sirius's cell and, and the warden's like, wakey, wakey, Sirius. And Sirius gestures, gestures him off and he's like, get up. And he's banging the door and stuff. And he's like, all right, I'm up. And the interesting thing that they do is, you know, they're, he, the two options are to either go into the same cell and have a guard watching the whole time or mm-hmm. go into a cell that is two over. So you can't actually reach through the bars and exchange anything, but you can see each other. Isn't right. that a sort of a prison policy? Possibly. In some muggle prisons? I don't know very much about prisons, so. Oh. Would make sense, but it was that was the first time I've seen that because most of the you know, other thing, other media that I've seen prisons in are the modern muggle ones with the plexiglass and phones and stuff, which obviously they don't have here. We don't have that here either. Not that I know. Mm-hmm. says, Mooney, what the hell are you doing here? My job, apparently. My job, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming someone is listening to us. Maybe. So, so he just he... tells him to look at his hand, and he's got the steward ring. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, he's wearing the steward ring, but when he opens his hand, he's also holding the head of mouse ring. Mm-hmm. Because Alfred, or um, not Alfred, Arcturus has died. Yeah. Um, and Sirius looks at it and goes, okay, and does the official proclamation i Sirius orion black am head of the ancient and most noble house of black and poof now he's wearing the ring which um conveniently enough acts as a spellcasting focus dun, dun, isn't that nice yeah how come uh, how come azkaban doesn't take that into account for all his prisoners well because you wouldn't be imprisoning the heads of a ancient and most noble family would you nobody like that i mean i wouldn't say that malfoy is ancient and most noble house but it's sort of closing i bet they have a house ring yeah probably i don't know they just that's not Not something they probably thought of in the laws because it's like we don't have to make provisions for heads of families being in prison surely that would never happen (laughs) yeah so Sirius is actually pretty caught up with uh, the news because he listens to the guards, but he has no idea how long he's actually been there. And mm-hmm. Remus it's tells hard to him keep track of time. It's been about three months, and gives him some other news about Barty Crouch and the Stranges and how Narcissus has been charged. Yeah, and um, that and Frank that was killed, Frank was unfortunately, killed. along with Barty and. Lucius and Fudge. Um, and Sirius asks, where's Harry? And he says, well, you know, he's somewhere. Dumbledore stashed him away. No one knows. And Sirius, like, mouths to him, you've seen him. And Remus is nodding, but mm-hmm. he's not saying anything just in case they're they being monitored. Over. And so Remus is trying to do his job as the steward, which is... Trying to know, get him a trial. Yeah. And get him out of there and collecting rents and etc. Not necessarily in that order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they talk about the Dementors. Apparently the cell doors have some kind of block on them. So the Dementors can't come right into a cell, but they can go down the hallways fine. Right. Which would make a lot of sense for prisoners not wanting to go out of their cell. Yeah. And you can't like let them into the cells. They'd feed on them for sure. They'd kiss them and... Smooch yeah. them good. You have no point in having a prison instead of just having them all kiss. And, you know, they talk a little bit about Remus and Julia, and uh, then 
that you say, well, you know, I'll try to get out here sometime again. We'll see what happens. And Sirius says, well, I'll, I'll do my best to clear my schedule to fit you. you know? <laughs> yeah. And then they do actually stop by Narcissa on the way back and once again unlock a different cell for Remus to go into. And he shows her the steward ring and introduces himself because they haven't officially met. You're the werewolf! How does she know he's the werewolf? How does everyone know? They just know. Good question. Because it's a secret. Mm-hmm. Yes, knew, let's see. Marauders knew, Snape knew, uh, uh, Dumbledore knew, Poppy knew. That was basically yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And because otherwise it wouldn't have been a big thing to reveal it at the end of three to get him kicked out. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if everybody already knew he was a werewolf, it'd be like, yes, and. <laughs> um, she so wants he... to know what he can do for her. And like a solicitor would be nice and wants to know who's representing Sirius. And he says, Michael O'Neill. And she's like, ooh, good choice. Ask who he'd recommend. And do you know where my son is? Yeah. And Remus says he's with your sister. And Narcissa doesn't get it at first. And mm-hmm. He's like, Andromeda. Oh, oh, that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Bellatrix is not taking care of a baby. Imagine yeah. the relief. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, nobody knows where Bella is anymore, anyhow. Yeah, she's suddenly gone. Just... Poof. And she asks if it's possible for him to get her favorite quilt from her bedroom and assures him that she was never a Death Eater and didn't agree with her husband's political leanings. I was sure that the quilt would have like some ancient rune work here woven into the fabric or something. It kind of and does, that was supposed to be it? the plan. Mm, well, it has the thread, but it doesn't have any like spells woven into it itself. She just does the thread thing and yeah. the blood thing which is genius i love it ah yeah well, we and, get it and then they start talking about muggle music for a while and then uh, really she, loudly uh, she abruptly loudly cuts off to, to say the underwarden just turned off the listening charm he's coming back and i'm pretty sure um one of the guards is a death eater and they're probably going to try and kill sirius if he ever actually gets a trial and yeah. as i was saying about uh, elvis presley no <laughs> 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 And the trip back is uneventful, but they do see a muggle boat that they think is the Danish home guard. Yay! From the Faroe Islands. Because apparently that's actually closer to Azkaban than Stornoway is, but the yep. Brits don't want to acknowledge Azkaban as being Danish land. So. Ooh! I mean, we probably don't want it either. Truth mm. be told. Yes. But uh, the, can't the take Danes land. are most unimpressed by the Dementors and the fact that the English are actually using them for something. Uh, instead it's of barbaric. killing them out of hand. Yeah. So Remus tries to get hold of Alice, and she's not using the answering service anymore. So he stops by Hogsmeade Owl Post Office and uses one of theirs to request an appointment. Yeah, and so she calls. And he asks to meet, and she wants to know if he's had dinner, and they arrange to meet at a restaurant and bring Neville. Is he our chaperone? <laughs> I'm a widow in black. I don't think I need a chaperone, she says. And the restaurant is apparently called Blitz. It has nothing to do with the bombing during the war or any sports teams, so Remus doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. It's it flash over camera? Perhaps. Don't we know. call that a Blitz. And Neville recognizes him, apparently. Calls him Emus. Emus! I love it. So, yeah, and she's Alice been tells him to behave. Bread. 
And uh, Remus says, you're lucky it's not serious. You'd be running around the restaurant with him already. (laughs) (laughs) While singing questionable songs. He would. Remus just orders some tea and the evening special because he likes to eat everything. So it doesn't actually matter what it is. That changes in every fic. I I read so many different fics and it's almost always Remus who has like a distinct uh, either allergy or like doesn't like fruit or only likes chocolate or something. I've seen a lot of Remus liking chocolate because he happened to have some in book three. So everybody's like, oh, he must carry around chocolate all the time. Mm-hmm. But who knows whether it's just in his, you know, defense preparedness pack or if he actually just likes chocolate. Who doesn't have chocolate on them at all times? <laughs> who doesn't like chocolate? Uh, well, there's a lady at work who unfortunately is allergic to it. So we can't, we can't eat any chocolate things or have hot chocolate when she's in the same room or she starts um, getting the sniffles. Aww. Wow, that's really up. allergic. That's too bad. Yeah, mostly it's fine because like we we have donut Fridays and things and there are there is chocolate involved in that. And uh, she just has, you know, antihistamines and things and it's uh, is prepared for it and it works. But I have been out to um, we went to an event at the museum a while back and they um, served hot chocolate afterwards and she hadn't brought anything. And by the time she was driving me home, she was talking like this because everything was closing up and it's not great, but she can't take anything because she's going to drive. Uh, So, yeah. That's too bad. That was not good. Oh, speaking of foods, I love this little bit about Neville after having gotten (laughs) Sultana bread. (laughs) He's been suspicious that I'm trying to hide things in bread. Yeah. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. She likes the sultanas normally. It's a kind of raisin. It's it's raisin okay. bread is what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. Sultanas are the lighter, like golden raisins. The golden raisins. I knew you guys would know. I had that today. Nice. They come. Were- they become suspicious so young. So Remus tells her about his meeting with Sirius, and they talk about the uh, relative location of Azkaban, which the Danes <laughs> would like them to close. Yeah, and he's. And she mentions that she's retired. Mm-hmm. She needs to find some place to live now because the, they're not going to rebuild Longbottom Hall any very quickly. Right. And he says, oh, and I ran into Narcissus Alpha. Alice is frosty. Yes, because, you know, Bellatrix broke into their house and eventually killed Frank. But she said that she knows that one of the guards is probably a Death Eater and that they, if Sirius gets a trial, then he won't make it off the island. Mm-hmm. And, and there's an interesting thing in these chapters that uh, other people have commented on in the reviews, and it's apparently just some sort of bug in the HTML because it was fine in the actu- in the original documents. But whenever they talk about Thorfinn Rall, uh, his two names word. get smushed together. So it's <laughs> Thorfinn Rall. <laughs> it's like Draco Malfoy. Draco Malfoy. But it just... Was, it's a little bit interesting to read, but mm-hmm. you, know, you get used to it. Um, I'm curious how the uh, text reader tried to do anything with that, because it's not yeah, I didn't, a normal I didn't name anyway. Read it. I just, the text reader, the program that I use to compress it so that I can read it on the text reader wouldn't work on this format. So I just spent an evening and just read it. Mm-hmm. Old-fashioned reading. It was weird. Oh, very nice. So, I only read fake old-fashionedly. Yeah. Um, and I guess Alice is where we actually get his name because uh, Narcissa just gave a description that he was this mm-hmm. very tall, blonde guy that she recognized as having been a Death Eater. And Alice knows. knows who that is. Yeah. yeah. And then 
She wants to know how Harry is. And Remus says, pretty chipper, notwithstanding how his aunt blames him for every petty thing his cousin does. I'm uh, working on getting custody. He's working on the paperwork. You know that Albus will give birth to a litter of dragons when that happens. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be ready for that. Yep, so they're planning to figure out where Harry should actually go and get everything signed and notarized in the muggle world and then just present it as a thing that's already happened before Dumbledore <laughs> finds out. Yeah. yeah. And then Remus says he wants to know where they're going to move next because Alice and Neville have been popping from place to place so people couldn't find them and because of the hall being burned. Mm -hmm. And he says, have you ever thought about living in a hunting lodge in Wales? What? And... <laughs> it's where Daisy lives. Yeah. I know that. And... What would you do at a hunting lodge? <laughs> and it turns so... out he wants to hire Augusta to spruce everything up and make sure everything is just so for uh, rich purebloods to come and have hunting parties. And since Augusta's going to be there, he might as well hire Alice to help with running the household and everything, too. Mm -hmm. Remus, the place is run by werewolves. So? They're not planning on having people over while the mood is full, but yeah. it would be helpful to have some people who can keep things running when everybody is running around furry. So you're serious. No, don't give me the serious, serious gag. You've got all <laughs> 500 repetitions go. <laughs> yeah, I do like that. But yeah, Remus actually is serious. He does want to hire Augusta. And so Alice says she'll she'll talk to Augusta and see what they both come up with. And Neville is apparently really enjoying his penne pasta, both mm -hmm. for eating and for smearing in his hair. Of course. Isn't that what you do with it? Mm hmm. We had that for dinner just the other night. Nice. And then we are on to chapter the sixth. Mm -hmm. And Remus has gone to visit Malfoy Manor. Mm -hmm. uh, and a... Oh, and Dobby appears. I was going to say and a house elf, but it's actually Dobby. Mm -hmm. And wants to know how to assist the steward. And Remus says he came to see how they were faring. And to let him know that Narcissa would really like her quilt. And it turns out they have... Um, Tessa, who was the the nursemaid elf who is currently at Andromeda's taking care of Draco. Um, Jugget takes care of the grounds and the horses and two other two elves that are the, basically the gardeners. Dobby doesn't really have anything to do because he would usually take care of Lucius and Narcissa and neither of them are there. And that's when Remus has to tell them that you know, Lucius is dead and Narcissa is currently in prison. And we find out from Dobby that He's the one who wrote Bellatrix into the guest book because Narcissa asked him to. And she did that because Bellatrix said she would cut Draco if she didn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Remus has prepared a list of things that he would like to gather for Narcissa. So he just gives that to Dobby and sets by to wait for a little bit. And Dobby says, no, no, none of this waiting business. You'll come in and sit down properly and have tea. Yes, uh, like or coffee. Gentleman. And Remus says, ooh, coffee would be good. He doesn't usually drink coffee, but every once in a while he likes it. And somehow, how self-magic, um, Dobby knows exactly how much cream and sugar Remus usually adds, mm -hmm. and it is perfectly to his liking. Yes. Uh, the, um, the, the, I'm trying to find a part where he describes the coffee, and I can't find it. Dang it, I was looking for it. It was Says, instantness. Uh, true to his word, in less than a minute, Dobby appeared again with a pale wood tray holding white coffee service. He set the tray down on a side table and then 
offered a cup, oh, adding the it. cream and sugar that Remus usually added to his coffee. Then he proffered the cup on a saucer to Remus, as if presenting a gift to visiting royalty. Yeah, no, this wasn't the actually the part that I thought it was. But I, oh. is it in this fic where he gets a cup and it's instant coffee and it's just like, blah? No, I don't, I don't think, think so. that's this fic. Dang it. Must be a different one. <laughs> it must have been read on the same day or something because I was sure it was this one. This particular one, he can't identify what kind it is, but it it's smells expensive. like a very expensive blend. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. I have not had particularly expensive blends or inexpensive blends because I just find coffee is too bitter. So why bother? I love coffee, but I can't have it. Put enough creamer in it. It's good, good, yes. good. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I like my coffee with chocolate. Milk. <laughs> Yes, coffee with chocolate and lots of milk. Nom, 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 nom. But anyhow, Dobby eventually gathers everything he asked for. And he's he's got a quill and a wrapped bundle. And um, he looks at the stitching on the quilt. And Dobby has whisked away the coffee service. Then he says thank you and shows himself out. (laughs) Then we're back to the hunting lodge where they have discovered a cave underneath what had been the stable, which doesn't currently have any horses in it. But they'll get some eventually. And this is where the pack has been spending the days past prior to the full moon as wolves. Mm-hmm. And this is where we find out that if you're already a wolf by the time the moon rises, then it doesn't really affect you badly. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. So they just go on a little hunting party of their own, chase down a couple of deer and eat them. Mm-hmm. And have a cuddle pile until moonset. <laughs> I think that's so cool for Remus to be able to have something like that because he's always mm-hmm. been like the odd man out and everything and to have I mean when he had the Marauders there was pack. companionship and pack but there wasn't probably really cuddles. the same thing yeah. yeah and this I just think this is really nice for him mm-hmm. yeah. and he finds that you know he's not his brain isn't foggy he's not in pain he's actually feeling refreshed which is weird because he hasn't actually spent that much time asleep even and right. he thinks maybe he he has a chance of not being dead by 40 at this rate and there's a knock and, at his door and, and Daisy she's carrying a tea with tea and breakfast and apparently Julia has been talking and told her he likes a cup of tea after transformation yes and she's crushing hard on him. Mm-hmm. For and wants now, to know anyhow. whether he'll become part of the pack or not. Yeah. And then he sees a bird at his window, a jackdaw specifically, with a small brown envelope. He says, thank you, sir or madam. Uh, it eats some of his eggs. And uh, he has a letter from the Danish Ministry of Magic because they are supervisory to the Isle of Man and his... Uh, test scores and stuff that Julia has submitted went through to them and she's aced everything. Yikes. Just want you to know that you need to take good pride in your student because wow. Yeah. And if you ever happen to travel to Europe, feel free to apply to us for a uh, teaching licenses from the uh, <laughs> he is Danish in Ministry of Magic. Unlike your country of birth, the Danish Ministry of Magic does not consider your positive status for lycanthropy to be vocationally disqualifying. Nice words. <laughs> Wait, yeah. he isn't in Europe, isn't he? Is he America? Uh, where Where's the hunting lodge? That's in Wales. Wales. So Wales. Yeah, so he is UK. in Europe. Sort of, but they they mentioned the continent. So if, if he ever went to continental Europe, he could oh. get licenses from Denmark. Mm-hmm. But it does not work for 
in the UK. Oh, the continent. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. You said Europe, so I was just like, wait, what? Yeah. Depends on who you ask whether the UK is part of Europe or, you know, what what you're talking about when you say Europe. And so Do, does, does anyone say, I mean, there's no, there's not even the slightest doubt that England is part of Europe or no. the UK or Britain. That's that's definitely Europe. Like, mm. Right. Smack dab in. They're not part of the Euro- European Union anymore, though. Yeah, but <laughs> neither am I. I'm still part of Europe. Yeah, that's true. At any rate, Remus thinks a trip to the Isle of Man is in order and heads yes. up to see Julia and her family. And he, Julia's up changing uh, yeah, and then she, sees Lupin when she comes downstairs. Mr. Lupin. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Your blonde friend served me tea this morning, Remus said. Did she now? Were you dressed at the time? Of course. Oh, I can only imagine her disappointment. And then she sees her father. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And Remus, well, her father says, uh, Mr. Lupin came about your tests. And she's, what's wrong? Why haven't they shown up yet? Did they lose them? And no, they sent them specially because you did so amazingly. <laughs> yeah. And you got a perfect scores in and both so. theory and practice. And she's so she does uh, a very carefully controlled cartwheel in the parlor. Oh, docent Lupin, thank you. Yeah. And then has to <laughs> just doing the swooning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Remus had something else he wanted to talk to her dad about. Um, if he happens to know any discreet places to acquire a boat for, let's say, some fishing expeditions at a certain island in the North Sea. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, boat, small boat, river trip, fishing bait. What do you need? And he sort of explains, and he says, "Hmm, I might know somebody." He has a connection on the Faroe Islands, and Remus would apparently need to supply his own inflatable or small draft boat to make the actual crossing. Mm-hmm. Plausible deniability. Oh yes, yeah. you need to have that. And so, they three days later he takes they travel to Torshavn. What was that? And they meet in Torshavn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which, thank you, because I did not know how to pronounce that. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have a clue. I don't either. That's how I would pronounce uh, it. It's Works a city me. on the Faroe Islands, yeah. presumably. And they, Where we meet Emil. In a pub. Of course. And, yeah. And he explains that uh, he has a friend being held without trial, and if he should manage to get a trial, he would probably meet with some tragic accident or some such thing. And so... They want to know when, and he says the next new moon. Which is a good choice, because there's lots of time to get things together. Peter says that you are a good man, which is one thing, and that he trusts you with his daughter, which is something altogether different. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We can do the job, and assuming we can agree on a price, we'll do the job. And he explains that he will need his own boat and no magic whilst on the water. Yeah. Because his ship will get them within two kilometers, and then... They'll take the little boat and actually get whoever it is. Mm-hmm. It's not their concern what happens on the island. Nope. Because apparently Dementors don't like traveling over open water, which is why they stay 2K away. Mm-hmm. And they talk about which kinds of boats might be helpful and then how much the price would be, which was a large number, but not as much as Remus was afraid it might be. Worried about. And then. Once Remus leaves, somebody disillusions or undisillusions themselves. Something like that. Years, and and this took me twenty minutes of googling to trying to figure out how to translate the various titles into something I could understand. Because it turns out I was 
having the titles confused my whole oh dear. for the last 10 years of my life. Oops, because my dad's one of those titles, but not the other one. And they are not and to be confused. And how does one pronounce these? Uh, where are we? Ulogskaptein and uh, Commander Captain. I can get that one. Yeah. Commander Captain. And the first one is just, uh, it's usually translated just to Commander, but it depends on what kind of translation you use, because the correct titles are it something else confusing. and it's all confusing. <laughs> But Commander Captain is way above. It's mm, even a higher sense. rank than that. He used to be the first rank, uh, yeah. and there were masses of those, so he could blend in better. But now he's this really high rank, and he sticks out. So. Mm -hmm. In in Die Another Day, James mm. Bond was the first one. But it's he's said as Commander on the submarine, because submarine <laughs> titles are different than <laughs> boat titles. That's why it's so confusing. And my dad was hmm. a submariner, so I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so this guy is a part of the Royal Navy, um, the Danish mm -hmm. Royal Navy. And yep. so they, he, they talk, and he's, he and Emil are related. They talk a little bit, and he says, well, you know, I'm going to do a little night run, and, but they're going to go get him off the island. My boat won't be any closer than, than a couple of miles or whatever off so and he says well uh they he says he hasn't had a trial and yeah and Convenient he says officer. i think he's probably telling the truth and will you need to interfere and he, and he what's them between my favorite uncle and his pursuit <laughs> of a somewhat honest <laughs> living i doubt it so as long as no danish flagship touches mm. the island it's all right and if those... Unofficially, if any of those demon monsters leave the island, I will make someone's <laughs> life very miserable. I love it. I love mm -hmm. that. I absolutely adore these. And then we go back uh, to the hunting lodge and Remus is having a meeting. So he's like, I'm going to introduce you to Miss Augusta Longbottom, who's going to be providing direction. And we're going to be bringing in Neville. And Alice Longbottom as well. And once we get the lodge open for business, then she'll run things on the day the rest of us are indisposed. And if you guys want to take your owls, then Augusta and Alice will be tutoring in various subjects. And they want to know who's in charge. And Charlie's still the chieftain of the pack. Anthony and Maude are in charge of everything outside the lodge. Benjamin and Rebecca are in charge of the lodge, cooking, maintenance, and everything else. And they want to know about Remus, and Remus says, I just keep the books. Which I'm sure he really believes is his only thing, but he's kind of in charge. Yeah, he's mostly oh, in yeah. charge. Because he's the one who brought all these people together. I like how the uh, TH has got switched out with D's here for some reason. I kind like of that. sounds like they're almost doing a um, Cajun accent. But it's, it's probably pun? meant to be Welsh. I don't know. Well, that too. I don't know Welsh that. accent enough to do it. I haven't been watching Torchwood enough recently enough. <laughs> oh, I went down the, the YouTube rabbit hole yesterday watching John Barrowman clips. Old John Barrowman clips watching from Torchwood. Um, oh, yes. Interviews of him. Um. Not actually watching Torchwood, but watching interviews with him. Oh, he was so funny. And he was so much younger then. You know, it's been a while. But watching the, the different things and him talking about Torchwood and how excited he was and uh, getting the, the role and things like that. It was really fun. But yeah, I spent entirely too much time. He's so much fun. Yeah, he <laughs> is. I didn't get to go see him this year, but usually I go see him. I even caught him out in the in the floor and got to talk to him for a few minutes. So that was cool. Oh, nice. Of the con. Yeah, he walked past me and I went, 
that was John Barrowman. And I followed him. <laughs> Hi, can I talk to you? Is that okay? <laughs> He's like, sure. I was dressed in my Hufflepuff robes, but I was embarrassed and didn't talk very Aww. long. And he was, they were shopping. I didn't want to bother them. Yeah. Did he remember you'd gotten a picture with him before? I, I had mentioned it. I don't know. He probably sees 4 million people. So he didn't remember yeah, me, but I, I remembered the shirt. Him too, but so yeah. yeah, that picture's actually on my bed. I'm staring at it right now. You and me and John. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure where my copy is. It's probably in here somewhere. I've got it on Facebook, but mm-hmm. that was fun. Yay! It was fun. So we have uh, Remus and Alice having a conversation. Mimsy, Becca. Because she wants kitchen privileges. She wants to be able to cook meals for the Longbottoms. And they're not sure how it's going to work. Because The house elves are not used to working with a human in the kitchen at the same time. And Remus says, Alice can, or Augusta can just order her with her and that would work. But it shouldn't be necessary. They could just get used to it. And really, Alice has come to talk about breaking Sirius out of Azkaban. And he's like, what gave you that idea? (laughs) on your desk for a Zodiac Mark 2 might have been a clue. Yeah, I am a investigator. And she wants in and yeah. she's decided what she's going to do is give Sirius an alibi by, give Remus an alibi by inviting him out to the Ministry Ball that <laughs> night so that he is conspicuously and visibly someplace else when Sirius escapes from Azkaban. And right. Remus says, okay, yeah, this makes sense. This is a good idea, but then who's going to go get Sirius? And pack volunteers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to send... I, they end up sending Maud and um, Daisy, right? Is it Maud? Yeah. They, they yeah. went and had a meeting about it <laughs> and decided that the criteria was who's the best swimmer, and it was those two. <laughs> she, he's going to make the grounds unplottable. Mm-hmm. And then arrange for a trial so that he will get his trial. will be safe until it happens. And here is back to describing himself as the notorious werewolf, to which I think, well, he certainly got notorious fast because that's <laughs> very AU. Mm-hmm. It's, it seems in this version, he's just always known. Yeah. Everyone knows. And, um, yes, then we go to the pack meeting. And we don't actually get told the results at this time, but Charlie just says, Ugh, Remus is going to have my hide because <laughs> it turns out it's Maud and Daisy. Yep. And he says, you know, if the if the thing we were looking for was bravery, tracking ability or speed, we'd probably still be down there arguing over who it should be. But it's those two were the best fit for this job. Yeah. So, and you got some fancy clothes for your alibi does anybody know about that (laughs) yep and then he has a meeting with mcgonagall yes normally he would be quite happy about because he likes her but he's Mm -hmm. feeling a little under pressure at this point to get everything figured out and this is where we manage to discover how somebody can transform and have clothes on at the same time Mm -hmm. he he frames it as you know he brings quite brilliant pupils and somebody brought up this question and he doesn't actually know the answer so he came to McGonagall. Yeah and she says that it's blood magic. He says isn't that frowned upon? 
And he, she says, I don't know. I never asked. So he, uh, she wants his, his notebook and she shows him what to do. And you draw a circle on the skin of the human and then a corresponding circle on the garment. And then when you transform, the garment goes with you. Yeah, because the... Shouldn't do layers. The thing is that this doesn't really correspond no. with canon either but then again no, but it's a does? great idea i mean it's a neat solution yeah. to our problem here so but yeah if you wear layers they tend to get got on underwear and and trousers and whatever together. then they might stick together and then you could be in trouble yeah that would be an unfortunate situation probably mm-hmm. you'll end up with a superman <laughs> costume with your underpants <laughs> on the outside or just in a complete onesie that you didn't expect to be in. That might be hard to get out of. Yeah, because usually those have zippers and things. And so now Remus has gone back to Azkaban with a package of the things that Dobby collected. And yeah, because and the they're going extras. to inspect it and take what they want first. Mm-hmm. They will inspect yeah. it real so carefully. like some extra things like little... Bottles of wine and some chocolates, and, uh, and Remus is expecting that those things will be confiscated, and maybe they'll let the socks and sock liners and hairbrush and so on go through. If you send in four pairs of socks, yeah, at know. least one pair must go through. That's prison so he's for got you. Six pairs coming in, and mm-hmm. so Remus carries the quilt with him as he goes under the arch, and they're expecting it to the arch to shimmer when he goes through because it did last time right but they do ask him to put the quilt down and they check it over and those are fine mm-hmm. and he heads over to narcissa and has 15 minutes remus manages to cast a silencing charm of some sort with the steward ring apparently and she wants to know how draco is doing and as well as can be expected and the house of tessas with andromeda giving him extra help and Dora is loving having her cousin there so that's nice imagine seven year old Dora having yeah. little baby Draco and Aww. Dobby said that your crazy sister threatened to cut Draco yeah. so Remus has a proposition and he gives her his pitch mm-hmm. we don't get dun, to hear dun, what dun. it is at this point Mm-mm. but it will lead to interesting things and Narcissa gets her now somewhat smaller package Yes. And as it's being ha- passed to her, asks for a moment of the Auror's time, which happens to be Thorfinn Rell. Mm-hmm. And I stink and I would really, really like to think that you could bring me some water so that I could have a bath. Yes. I would be ever so grateful. Yeah. And, then... and then we head on to meet the meeting with Sirius. And for this one, he gets an hour. Yeah. Not just 15 minutes. And apparently Sirius is feeling a little more himself because playing with magic with his ring gives him something to do. Mm -hmm. And they can't actually take the ring away without killing him. But he's being mostly quiet about it anyway because they could put him in a worse cell than he's in. Yeah, they could make his life more more miserable. He's keeping it invisible. So then they speak of Mr. Padfoot and how Mr. Padfoot might like to leave the fine establishment that he's staying in. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's going to have his cell door is going to be unlocked at the next new moon next Thursday. And the guard who unlocks it is going to think that they're feeding him to the Dementors. But if Mr. Padfoot happens to make it to the beach on the north side of the island, he will have 
transportation to a more hospitable environment. Mm-hmm. I really like the line, Mr. Padfoot cannot do the point me, but his dashing friend, Mr. Black, <laughs> yeah. can do so without any problem. And Sirius wants to know if he'll, if Mooney will be picking him up. And he says, no, I'm going to be on a date. That's not what he says, but that somebody from his tribe is going to be there. And Sirius says, I'm being picked up by tutors. Yes, absolutely. Tutors who happen to have furry little problems. Mm-hmm. I'll be mm. warm. Sirius mm. recommends they get together on a warm beach and uh, go over all the new business that Remus probably has to explain to him. And Remus says, if it's a warm beach, you won't pay any attention. (laughs) (laughs) So So, true. And then he mentions that his solicitor will be by the next time, Mm -hmm. which is probably not true, but you know. No, because they hope to have him out before then. And then we shift to the actual, the uh, training for this whole expedition. Mm -hmm. They have a little Kelly family has a little island off the coast of the Isle of Man, that being Julia's family, I think. I think so. And they, uh, Remus gives them dry suits that they can wear, and if they, and they can transform in them, taking care of that little bit with the rune work. Mm-hmm. And so he Although goes off the- to the other side of the island and says, use the bullhorn to call me when you've changed. Because the downside is that the dry suit has to be the only thing they're wearing for it to work. (laughs) But he's not he's not watching and he's not even on the same side of the island. Right. (laughs) Maud loves the little boat with its 30 horsepower outboard motor and Mm -hmm. is getting pretty good with it. And they work out how many things Maud can do in the boat while in wolf shape. And (laughs) Daisy practices tossing the deadweight dummy that they've got sort of Mm -hmm. serious black shaped. Yes. And it's dangerous, but they know they can do it. And the dry suits are a big help because it keeps them warm. And then we go to the Ministry Ball. Mm Mm-hmm. Hosted by Tiberius Ogden, we have a little throwaway reference to Bob Ogden, who I believe is one of the people Dumbledore got a memory from in Half-Blood Prince. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the most senior Ogden in the Aura right now, but not one of the rich Ogdens. So this is the first time he's actually been to the big Ogden mansion. And Alice and Remus are fashionably Mm-hmm. Alice has lots of black things with red trim, silver comb. Yeah, she's calling it morning chic because she's still in mourning. Remus is here as, as the steward, so he doesn't have a family emblem, the cuffs of his jacket, but he does have... The ring. <laughs> they get announced officially that way, and Alice reassures him that the people attending are not going to be hurling shoes at him or her. <laughs> yes. The night is still young. And then we go back to Narcissa, which <laughs> and we see the other uses for the various things. In yeah, that were in the package. <laughs> there is the quilt. Yay, yes, magic! It's nice. And one of the chocolate bars actually made it through, very slim one. And two um, pairs of socks. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that the hairbrush actually has a wand in it. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, it, it has, has wand It has wood. wand wood and a hollow sort of. core. And then she uh, takes, unravels mm-hmm. some thread from the sock and soaks it in her own blood and uses that to provide a core for the wand. Mm-hmm. As a core. Seals it back into I the hairbrush. It. And it works. She can cast things now. Narcissa is a wizarding <laughs> version of MacGyver. Yeah, I, uh, I think Remus was pretty helpful in the things that he picked for her. 
But yeah, she puts it all together. Oh, she planned. She had a list of stuff that she wanted. She wanted mm-hmm. that hairbrush and she wanted that quilt. She's smart. I love that kind of magic where they actually just make basically one wood out of other woods mm-hmm. or have it like at the ready. So yeah, and she yeah. she puts different things that she wants to go away in the chamber pot because it magically empties itself. So yeah, because yeah, she's used the the a piece of the barrette <laughs> to gone. stab herself so that she could bleed on the thread, and <clears throat> another little spine from the barrette to wind the thread around so that a stable uh, core to slide into the hairbrush, mm-hmm. and then she mends the sock that she got the thread from in the first place and the tip of her finger so it's not obvious that she's pricked herself that she's and, done anything and now all she has to do is wait and sing writing and a remus ballad is in her head french double ballad supreme and yes remus is surprised by how much actual business goes on in this at this ball and not just you know dancing and revelry mm-hmm. it's just blah 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 yep. business and as the, usual Sergeant at Arms of the Wizengamot asks him if he's nominated anybody to hold on to the proxy for the Black Seat, and he says yes, that's Augusta Longbottom. <laughs> Amelia comes by to render condolences for Frank Longbottom and has, leaves him a vague invitation to talk in the future that probably wouldn't ever actually happen. And Remus and Alice dance. And we're back to Narcissa. This, this whole chapter is very much the uh, intercut, like right. movie or Mission Impossible style thing. Real time. One episode of 24. And she, she totally sets the scene where she's draping her clothes artistically around and she's down to barely anything. Undressing yeah, she, she's just about a warming charm, She gets but... completely undressed. Uh, and then says, no, let's put the slip back on because you don't want to better to, it's more enticing if you don't show everything. Yeah. Don't overplay the hand. And uh, she's ready to be uh, ecstatically happy that uh, Thorfinn Raoul brings her the big pot of hot water. And the hairbrush was in her wand hand. Mm-hmm. So, and and he's... Uh, he's, uh, he's coming back later for the cauldron, and so she can show him just how much she appreciates him. <laughs> and so she stuns him instead. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> She looks at the steaming bath longingly, but decides, nope, she has some other things she has to do. Gotta do the other stuff first. Yeah. So she pushes Raoul under the cot, takes his aura cloak, goes along and unlocks Sirius's cell, and then comes back and throws him out a window. Yeah. Yay! Mm-hmm. I mean, murder, but yeah, yay! Well, I, guess, I guess we don't see that part till next chapter. Sort of deserved it. So, well, we'll jump over to chapter seven. Uh, Alice says, a newt for your thoughts. Remus is like, I'm enjoying this operation or the alibi. I'm enjoying dancing with a friend who happens to be a pretty woman. This is was an interesting bit. And I don't know if it was, if there was a big gap between posting or what happened. But the first three paragraphs of chapter seven are the same as the last paragraph. Well, two of the first three are the same as the last two paragraphs of chapter six. Mm-hmm. So they're jumping back to refresh to because we it is? once again get Maud and Daisy mm-hmm. checking yeah, the island oh, and yeah. then Narcissa going and unlocking Sirius's cell. Yeah, but I the see bit that now. With Alice and Remus, I guess, is new. Yeah. I I did sort of notice it being the same when I read it, but to me it just felt like they were doing the rounds over again and just writing the same out to be like it's repeating because yeah, oh, yeah. I, I thought that to too when I read it. And again, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's probably mm-hmm. a mistake. And then Alice wants to know who Remus is thinking about while he's dancing. It turns out he had an understanding 
Arlene McKinnon. She's dead now. So. Yeah. And... and then Narcissa performs a particular chain of spells and then mm -hmm. puts it back in his holster and then throws him out a window. <laughs> and then she goes back, gets her hairbrush, pulls the silvery thread of something from her temple so that if uh, they try to check her mind, they won't be able to find it. Drops it in the chamber pot and... Locks herself back in her cell. And she gets to use that hot cauldron app. Yeah. With, uh, so this one does the memory threads different from several different fakes too, in that if you pull it out of your head, you basically Remember. can't. Uh, well, we, if you see her memories, uh, they won't be clear. So all they mm -hmm. see is that, oh, someone tampered with her memory. Right. Obviously, it's that creep yep. before he died, which is a spell she also mm -hmm. used with uh, his wand. So... She's making yeah. a really good alibi for herself. Go her. Then we go to Sirius, the Grim, which is particularly thin and gaunt right now. Mm -hmm. Slides through the door and makes it out to the sea, heads off around the island. Yep. And then we get to the Underwarden, noticing that Raoul has not... Yeah, he took a cauldron up to Miss Malfoy. He's so probably the... scrubbing her back. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll... BRB. And he wants to know if it's authorized, and they said it's in the logbook, and he says, well, that should be done by matron. We don't, we have, don't any have any matrons right matrons. now. We haven't had any haven't for had months. months. Give him 15 more minutes. But he goes up anyhow, and he sees Miss Malfoy in her cell, and the cart that the cauldron was on is outside her cell, and she's rinsing her hair and, and you know, cleaning. Yeah. And then he keeps going, and he because he feels like something's off and mm -hmm. he finds Black's cell door open and Black yeah. is gone. And then we get the flash bulletin to the Department of Magical Law Enforcement. Azkaban Prison reports that the prisoner Sirius Black is missing from cell block. Or Thorfinn Rahl also missing. Azkaban Prison in lockdown. 100% of check of prisoners underway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so Alice was invited to play cards with Amelia Bone and Rufus Grimshaw. So she and... Remus go in to do that. Yeah, because she's invited Remus to come too, so that Miss mm -hmm. Bones doesn't have a chance to talk to her about returning to active duty. Yes, and then... And they are there playing cards when Scrimgeour and Amelia get the note that Sirius has escaped. <laughs> yes. And so Alice and Remus have one more dance. Mm -hmm. So they're just going to stay a little bit longer. No. I mean, there's no rush. Clearly establishing the alibi. And also, you know, dancing is fun. Clearly. And Alice smells nice, so that's okay, too. And then... No, she thinks he smells nice. Fringe benefits. Oh, that's right. And she says, I can't think of anything intelligent I can say in you response really to that. Smell other nice. than thank you, so I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> and now the gong's sounding and Padfoot needs to really move because they know he's missing. And he sees a flicker of light. Yeah, he uh, sends out his light off mm -hmm. and sees a light in response. So he heads over to shore. Daisy, meanwhile, has seen his light and gives Maud the directions to change. And, he's and they can see that he's being chased by Dementors, but he hasn't noticed yet. So he's still in human form. They're trying to get there as fast as they can. And Daisy is... transforms into a wolf and leaps out of the boat and pounces on the Dementor. <laughs> but one of the Dementors grabs Sirius and starts to do the kiss. Um, and it's just starting when Daisy sees and screams and grabs him and says, Mine! Bites the Dementor's throat. So she ends up, like, killing three Dementors we here. We don't actually see her. What was that? Oh, we do. Well, 
she she bites one, she pounces on one, and then uh, mm-hmm. jumps on in the face of the other one. I yeah. think Nolta takes down one. Yeah, that'll do it. Blows its head up. Yay! <laughs> and they get away. Shoom! And Daisy's hands and face are burned from grabbing onto the mentors. Frostbite. And Emil says, painful. what's going on? And they said, package is picked up. Do you want me to get closer? And he says, nope, we'll stay clear. Is everyone okay? Don't know. That girl must be crazy. She grabbed a Dementor and was throttling it. A fair fight that girl could take either of us apart Yay. if she had a mind to. But yeah. let Binna know that we might have casualties. And then we've got and the Underwarden, who's not happy. Yes, the body of Thorfinn Rell has been found. And mm-hmm. pretty easy to identify him because he's giant and has blonde hair. So he <laughs> left the body in place because he knows better than to mess with the grime scene. And the Dementors have made a jumbled report that Sirius Black escaped by boat and two of their number has been injured. But the Underwarden wasn't quite certain he understood that because you can't injure Dementors. What are they talking about? Yeah. And so he gets the ferry boat going and the Dementors come with them, which yeah. is not supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Floating on top of the roof. Yep. Magical scarecrows. And then there it is. I can just see it. A great big horn and a giant Danish home guard ship is also there and is <clears> charging <throat> the ferry with abrogating a Danish treaty by bringing demon monsters into Danish waters. Yeah. Yay! And they're trying to insist they're in hot pursuit. <laughs> Ahoy, putrid green boat! Mm-hmm. And I see that you have brought demon monsters from your prison into Danish waters. Is the British ministry abrogating its solemn treaty with the crown? <gasps> We're in hot pursuit! Of serious black. I don't see any young adult males around, so can't be on that boat. I see two women can't and a dog, here. that's all. You have brought demon monsters into Danish waters. If you board a ship, I must regard it as an act of war against the Danish crown. We are boarding the <laughs> ship. Oh no, you're Machine not. Gun. <laughs> shoot, shoot off the bow there. And they turn and head back to the mm-hmm. island. Yeah. Uh... Imagine the defeat. Kind of sorry for the Underwarden. He was just trying to do his job. Yeah, but... In this case, we are happy that Sirius made it out. Well, he didn't do his job by bringing the demon monsters. Yep. His mistake. And then... Yay. And uh, if if he hadn't, they could actually have been boarded, but they only would have found the dog and the girls, so... I don't think they could no, have a Unless somebody the thought boat. to cast the, in, in the a reverse animagus charm, but no guarantees anybody would have brought hmm. that up. And Remus, and Al- Remus takes Alice home. They walk out to the gazebo, because that's where the apparition point is, head off, and, well, Alice heads over to wherever. Oh, they don't go together, because they're, you know, not necessarily going the same place, except, of course, they actually are. Right. And then they... Go into the hall at the lodge, and Tony has had a call that uh, Sirius and Miss Daisy are having some medicine. And Maud shot a Dimitri in the face. (laughs) (laughs) And your Maud? Not many people can say that. With a flare gun. They've had a good time. Yes. A guest is waiting for her Mm. when she gets up, and Mimsy comes in and gets her a sherry and a cup of hot lemon water. That actually sounds really good, a cup of hot lemon water. Mm -hmm. I might have to do that. Mm. Although I'm chilly, so no. Uh, And Augusta wants to know how she feels. Like, I've just run an operation. Only I didn't like have to worry about Like I just run an operation. Uh, Only I didn't have to worry about getting (laughs) shot, stabbed, hexed, or cursed. Yeah, it's... Ministry events are known to be rather parties with some of the older families where you can expect stabbings, hexes, and cursing. <laughs> Rarely any shooting, though. Too muggled. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Neville is all right, but apparently Augusta does not read the stories with the right voices. No. <laughs> Alice feels a little bad that she enjoyed herself with Remus, and Augusta says, it was Frank who died, not you. Yeah. And Alice is like, but I was enjoying it. And she's like, you're a healthy, vibrant young witch, dressed to the nines. You deserve it. Yeah. But I love Frank. Of course you do. But you can always... There's always room for another two. Tells so she's I like too Augusta young to be a life widow. Yes, they have a very nice relationship here. They we don't do. Often get to see the you know maternal side of Augusta. Mm-hmm. She's always we always get her when she's worn out and tired and maybe a little bitter. And really strict wearing a vulture hat. Mm-hmm. So and you know she says that if if she has any intentions with Remus, she might want to get a move on because Daisy has her eye on him at this point. Yeah. I don't think I need to worry about Daisy. She won't always be awkward and skinny. But we discover quite shortly that Daisy is no longer particularly crushing on Remus because she has a connection with Sirius. Mm -hmm. uh, She has a new... She she grabbed him from a Dementor. Mine. Yeah. You know, you save a life, you own that life, or something like that. And they do actually buy the horses, so Sirius gets to spend some time out riding on the grounds, and uh, nobody pays any attention to the fact that the horse is often followed by a pale wolf. And then we switch to the Auror office, where Rufus is coming in to talk to Madame Bones and has not had a lot of sleep. Because they don't have a clue where Black is. He might have been picked up by a Danish boat. Danish Ministry of Magic is being very uncooperative because they brought demon monsters into their waters. (laughs) (laughs) I wish Alice was here. She'd be able to find it if there's anything to find. Yeah, because she's in on the whole deal. No, she was dancing. She had nothing to do with it. What about a role? We don't know, except for that he was a Death Eater, but... Nothing particularly tying him to Black, specifically. Don't know what exactly happened. And the spells found on his wand were Imperio, a charm for lubrication, a charm for male enhancement, and Obliviate. Oh, naughty boy, this. Which we know are the ones that Narcissa cast for him. (laughs) Yeah. Because she's smart. And they can't, they have no signs that he's the one that unlocked black cell but it makes sense and they did find evidence that he'd been pushed out of a window mm-hmm. but they can't figure out who could have done that because Narcissa is obviously locked in her cell and doesn't remember anything right and you know none of the guards liked him but why they should have specifically pushed him out of a window who nobody knows, knows. the poor so underworld tells him to all right you know just go home spend some time with your wife I'll send her an owl so she recognizes you when you show up. <laughs> yeah. Three days. No work. Got it? Got it, boss. And Sirius is spending a lot of time outside. He needs some time outside. It's a little bit odd for March in Wales, but it is at least sunny today. So he's sitting under a tree looking at the horses. And Daisy is being not subtle enough, apparently. She tells her she can come out now. Why do you feel stupid? I've got years of experience being stupid. Just ask Remus. Oh, Remus is too busy, she says. Reading is hard. She's almost reading on level, and now Miss Augusta trying to teach French. When am I going to talk to a Frenchman? We live in Wales. <laughs> She's yep. just having a hard old time. And she really would like a wand, because wandless magic is hard. Uh, she wants to... No, she wants to learn wandless magic. She hasn't got that yet, but using stuff with Alice's wand is hard. And she can't get her own wand because she doesn't have an OWL yet. And you need at least one before they won't put a trace on your wand. Yeah, but Sirius says if you make a wand, then the ministry can't, uh, you know, they wouldn't know to put a trace on it. 
Yeah. Well, she wants to know if Sirius knows anything. And, and he says, well, there are two things <laughs> that I could do. <laughs> one is uncap a beer. Yes. What about the other one? Uh, I probably shouldn't show you that one. <laughs> Not a good idea to share that one. And she gives him the puppy Please. dog eyes. And he unhooks her bra for her. And she is very startled. <laughs> but then he admits to having done that to other girls. And that's worse. Bad. She clocks him good. I like this little scene with Remus because first off, Remus is just laughing hysterically. Mm -hmm. so he says, Sirius, you know that little voice at the back of your head? Yeah, that one. Did that little voice say this might be a bad idea? Well, yes. Maybe you should listen to the little voice a little more. Uh, poor Remus. Sirius is such a child. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I know. And so Remus makes an origami crane uh, and sends it off to find Maud. I figured that would have more class than yelling, Yo, yeah. Maud, come up there! And he says, Sirius and I need you to enlighten us from Maud's perspective. And Sirius explains what's happened. Mm -hmm. And she says, you know, so you can do Wanda's magic. He's, no, just two, only two things. Why is she so upset? Because you've been groping other women. Well, when I was young and stupid, well, you know, Daisy's not quite proficient in social graces yet, so you have to understand that she's been raised by wolves. Mm -hmm. Daisy's sweet on you. And Sirius thought she was, yeah. I thought she was sweet on Remus. that was before she fought a pair of Dementors for your soul. Well, she was. And she it's actually ends up swallowing a bit of his soul. Do we find that out here? Or is that further on? I think a little bit later. Yeah, well, we're going to finish it this tonight anyhow, so we'll find out about that in a minute. It's, mm -hmm. it's yeah. weird. I don't think that way. was necessary, really, because it would make sense even without that, no. but it does. It, it adds to their connection yep. getting deeper more quickly. Mm -hmm. um, Sirius is going to apologize to Daisy, but first he has to find her, she to find and her. she is actively avoiding him. Yeah. He finally he has an ambusher yeah, going on He crashes one of her classes. And he, he says he shouldn't have used that magic on you. He promises not to use it on anyone else unless she's wearing his ring, or there's some bizarre situation where it's a matter of safety. Right. Because, you know, a woman could get stuck in their bra. And yeah. need help getting out Maybe of it. Cutting off her airway somehow. <laughs> and then... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she says, apology accepted now, please get out. But he's actually part of the lesson. They're learning about how to make wands. Right. And they still need to figure out how to get serious trial. And in order to do that, they need to, well, they could do that, but it would be better if they have a hold of Peter by the time they do. And in order to find him, he needs to research some other magic, which means right. either Hogwarts Library, which is not the best option, the Black Family Library, which means he has to go home. Yeah. And they decide that Daisy is going to walk Padfoot through London, and then they can get to Grimmel Place that way. Do you have a leash? Daisy's going to enjoy this way too much. <laughs> Daisy's like, you want me to do what? Mm -hmm. so. Proper dogs walk on leashes, after all. And he gives her the black mm -hmm. ring because he'll she'll need it to get the door open. And then they apparate off to London. And Sirius does a fine job of pretending to be an ordinary mutt and mm -hmm. sniffing at things and peeing on everything. Peeing on everything, of course. But they manage to... Uh, and they, you know, stop for a belly rub every time Daisy needs to look around to see if they're being followed. Mm -hmm. and, and there's somebody, but they can get past them. And they yeah. go in and there's Creature. Who does not recognize the girl carrying Master's ring. He says, I'm here on behalf of Black of Black. You will tell no one I'm here. I will be in the library. 
And you will not tell anyone the dog who is not a dog is here either. And Creature says, Does the insolent girl who commands Creature need... No, but thanks for offering. And he's going to keep, keep an, an eye, eye on, on them. them. Sirius so transforms they... back and gets the ring and presses it into various bookshelves and particular books are glowing. Sometimes the titles change. Yeah, he he's suggests, playing hide-and-seek with books. He suggests she sit over by the window while he looks through things because some of these books are just nasty yeah. and it's really not working. They are winning at hide and seek. <laughs> and finally she's like, all right, give me the ring back. Okay. The black of black needs the black family grimoire show up. And the book falls off the shelf <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and hops over to them. <laughs> she just picks it up and hands it to him, and he's astonished that she managed it. Your Apparently, book, she's, good, sir. she's really good with the Black Family magic. Mm -hmm. And I guess this is where having the bit of soul comes in handy, probably. Nah, I just think that's her, that, which is why the screaming match or shouting match with his mother is even more mm -hmm. satisfying. It's just like, yes, yeah, finally someone. Why are you in my house? Who are you calling this old this woman? House. You were the mistress of the house. <laughs> Just go Where did you read that? You are not dun, dun, worthy dun. to touch that ring. Black or black and trust me with this ring so that I might serve him this day. Who are you to yeah, question I'm his sorry. choice? <laughs> she yes, you are a sorry excuse for a mother. And she makes her shut up. Uh, she does. She, hasn't happened in forever. Yep. she says it in French, which she, I guess, she managed to learn some French after all. Toi, and she literally cannot speak anymore. Yay! Yep. She told him her to shut up. I love it. And then she yeah. puts the leash back on Padfoot's collar literally. and off they go. Sirius explains some of this to Remus. And mm -hmm. They're wondering if. Mm, seems she's like she's really witch. doing well with the magic. I wonder if she is a black and doesn't seem like she is. But yeah. they discover in the family of Grimoire a handy piece of magic called the Betrayer's Summoning, which needs, yes. That's oddly specific magic. It. Apparently, lots of betrayals happened in the Black family. <laughs> that surprised me. So they need a prime number of people who have in some way been wronged by whoever they're trying to summon. And they have Sirius, Edremus, and Alice. So. Mm -hmm. They figure out a good so. place to set this up. Unfortunately, they're going to need some sort of thing from the betrayer. And all of Peter's blood is sitting in the evidence locker. He says, ah, ah, don't. About that. Yes, he gets them. As it turns out, they, they all head to Godric's Hollow on the night of the new moon. Lots of things mm -hmm. happen on the new moon in this story. Yeah, well, it's a good time to do things. Especially when you're a werewolf. You're Least tired, I guess. And they take Maud, Charlie, Tony, and Daisy to be security wolves. Because mm -hmm. that's always a good thing to have. And, you know, seven is also a prime number, so it works. They make a triangle of salt and light of fire, and they've brewed a potion that goes with it. Recite the incantation, and Peter shows up with his pants down, because he was on the toilet. Of course. <laughs> well, you gotta go, you gotta go, I got. Yeah, and they let him pull his trousers up, and and they yeah, have a bit of a conversation dumb. about why did Peter do what he did, and well, the Dark Lord was winning, and so on. And then he, apparently he's picked up some Peruvian darkness powder <laughs> in his hands and lets it go, got them all tied up and gets their wands and calls them amateurs, and then Daisy pounces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Rawr>. <laughs> And then we're back to Rufus. 
who is yes. finally getting back to work after back to work. four days away, which was nice, but he mm-hmm. wasn't quite able to enjoy it because he knew how much stuff he still had to deal with when he got back to work. Um, and yeah. then he's, he's running through his informants and he's got a particular one who says somebody said he might have information leading to Sirius Black and you can go and find him over at uh, Miser's place around three o'clock. And I recommend the soup. And so he, oh, this person, yeah, this person in order to get him to come says, you know, if you touch copper to the skin of a Death Eater while using Aparisium, the dark mark will show up. So you can prove that so-and-so was actually a Death Eater. Uh Mm -hmm. Which is almost alchemy. So he goes and visits Max down in technical services and asks him where he can find some copper. Max happens to have Mm -hmm. a pipe lying around. So there's a copper pipe fitting, half inch or so. And he heads down to the morgue and tries it on Thorfinn Rowell's body, and it works. It does. And he's like, okay, well, this body is now part of an active investigation. No picking that up. Put that on the file. Because the family's on their way, and he says, oh, sorry, not going to happen. And then he heads over for lunch at Miser's. Mm-hmm. A man in a hooded winter coat comes in and sits down next to him and says, suggests that he can deliver Sirius Black. And it is apparently Peter Pettigrew, who mm-hmm. is supposed to be dead. Right. And he says. I intend to deliver Black to you alive, but I want to do so safely, collect the reward. And then disappear, and so I want immunity. He wants full immunity for what anything that happened recently. Rufus wants to know why he even is worried about Sirius getting a trial, and he says, "Well, I care about justice." I thought you cared, and then he says, "When he says he wants immunity, he says I thought you cared about justice." Oh no, not for me. <laughs> I want immunity. <laughs> Others get justice. Yeah, and Rufus wants to know how to get a hold of him. Yeah. You don't. And we have pieces of discussions between him and Amelia, and they go back and forth several times with this immunity draft, and they wind up with a very strange little uh, circuitous language. The person who brings the betrayer of the Potters to trial has immunity for everything stolen. Which, mm-hmm. which is basically spilling the beans mm-hmm. for the it ha- reveal it does not later. specifically mention Sirius Black. It just says the of the Potters because newsflash that's not Sirius Black <laughs> right and then they all meet up at Gringotts Bank there is a the solicitor a tall man and a short man and the tall man is wearing silver colored manacles and seems mildly confounded mm-hmm. they head off down to the Wizengamot meeting which because they've had a classified hearing inserted in the agenda Albus right. is very surprised to have this happen Thomas hasn't been paying attention. When they take the hood back and uh, they apply copper to the guy's arm and he's got the dark mark and they pull back the hood and it's Sirius Black. Sirius Black. (gasps) And Rufus administers truth serum and the prisoner says, and he asks, are you a Death Eater? Oh, (laughs) I forgot. I didn't catch this bit at the beginning, but part of the agreement with the solicitor was the order in which to ask very specific questions. Mm -hmm. So Rufus has note cards. Yes. Are you a Death Eater? 
Were you the secret keeper for James and Lily Potter? And did you reveal the secret to the man known as Lord Voldemort? And apparently he did not. He took the Dark Lord to Godric's Hollow and then dug up one of the rune stones and cut their hand mm-hmm. and bled on the stone. And, and then the left term. because they wanted nothing to do with James and Lily being killed. Being killed. And then they ask his name and he says, my name is Peter Pettigrew. Yeah. And all heck breaks loose. Just in time for Polyjuice to wear off. And what do you know? It's Peter Pettigrew. And the shorter figure is now a taller figure. Hey, I'm the real serious flag. (laughs) (laughs) Arrest that man! And Dumbledore smacks his gavel. Well, Mr. Black, it appears that you've pulled one of your legendary pranks again. Will you enlighten us? And he agrees to have truth serum, but he's not going Mm -hmm. to sit in the chair since they already have a Death Eater sitting there. Death Eater there. And dear old Mumsy always warned about sitting in other men's laps. Yes. And your <laughs> name? Sirius Orion Black, the head of the ancient and noble house of Black. Are you a Death Eater? No, I am not, nor have I ever been. Were you the secret keeper? No, I wasn't. I convinced them to switch to Peter. Did you attempt to kill Peter? No. He was attempting to capture him, and he blew up a gas main and transformed into a rat. Because he's an animagus, and they ask him, they ask him if he escaped Azkaban prison. He says, "Well, I'm here now, aren't I?" Yeah. How did you escape? An or or someone dressed like an or let me out, and there were people that I'd never met before in a boat, and they took me away. And they ask him if he knew Thorfinn Rall, and he says yes, but and he knew he was a Death Eater who served as a guard at Azkaban because he broke up a Death Eater raid, and he was there, and it's hard to. Mm-hmm disguise that height and hair color and that he was part of the group that beat him up the first night (laughs) and he was not the one who pushed him out of a window and so rufus remands peter pettigrew to the custody of the department of law law magical law enforcement for an open trial and requests the cancellation of the apprehension order for sirius black and remind him to his own reconnaissance Every time Dumbledore bangs the gavel, all I can hear is the <laughs> law and order. Chung, chung. And then Augusta stands up. She has a civil matter to bring before the court. And yes. a very one cute Harry little Potter. civil matter. My godson. <laughs> My daughter and her ward and godson, Harry Potter. Because the late James and, and Alice then speaks up that James and Lily designated her as Harry's godmother. As of this morning, she's relinquished custody to me, and the family division of the High Court permanently remanded Harry into my custody, and I wish to have this endorsed by the Wizengamot. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, I have a copy of Potter's joint will, and the baptismal cer- certificate, and decree of the High Court. And then this Augusta is all says, oh, technical. we're asking that the Muckle Court decision be endorsed, which can be done without a hearing on simple vote. And then Tiberius Ogden moves that it be endorsed, and... Bertrand Botts seconds the motion. And by the time it's all done, it's happened. Tiberius uh, asks for all in favor. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of I. And uh, (laughs) Dumbledore says, I believe I'm the one who's supposed to call the vote. Oh, I was just trying to help move things along. Feel free. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Dumbledore smacks a gavel and a splinter hits Peter Pettigrew in the cheek. Poor Dumbledore. Things are not going well for him. <laughs> yeah. And, we and move Peter on wakes to up and goes, what am I doing doctor. over here? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Whoops, wait a minute, what happened? And I don't want to go to jail. Chapter the eighth and last. And we're so. starting with Alice, who's thinking back over all of the stuff that has happened in the last few months. And there's been lots going on. A lot. Yeah. And she's really missing Frank. She would really like to have him around in the time that they talked together. She is now basically mother to two boys because Harry and Neville are letting go of each other, and most people outside of the pack assume that they're fraternal twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Neville was... Did, did he have blonde dark the, hair or blonde dark hair? Dark in the movies. I think he had light hair. Yeah. yeah. And they've had their first hunt, the and it was Dudley. very successful. Mm-hmm. Tiberius Ogden invited three other families, and they got some pheasant and deer and fish, all sorts of things. And then there's been more hunts in quick succession, and one of the other halls has been converted to a conservatory so they can have music and dancing. And there's a bunch of musicians in the area who are happy to be paid for an evening's work. Mm-hmm. And they learn about, um, they have a string quartet, and they learn about the Welsh quartet choral music which is new to alice and yeah alice is trying to get out of tutoring she's not very happy with it because most of these adult pack members have now earned their owl have a wand and daisy has earned outstanding in charms and transfiguration yeah she's a smart cookie she just needs to apply herself a bit and she's got it and she and julia have been chatting back and forth because they're only a, a little ways away from each other since Julia's at Swansea University. And uh, occasionally Daisy came on a, one time Daisy came on a double date with her and then decided that wasn't her thing. And Sirius finds her birth certificate and finds out that her mother has either died or immigrated away from Britain because she's nowhere to be found. And her actual name is Clarissa Beckman, but she has nothing to do with that. No. She's Daisy Fletcher as far as she's concerned. And then Harry has a nightmare on Sewin. Takes and a long Neville time to calm them down. Screams too, because that's what you do when you're a kid and your friend is screaming. I love that wailing <laughs> support of you. I've worked in the baby room. Once one goes, they all go. It's awful. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Augusta finds them at four AM with Alice sleeping on her back and Harry on one side and Neville on the other. She wishes, wishes she, she had, had a, camera. a camera. And then se- several other werewolf packs have reached out to Charlie Fletcher to discuss some confederation and they teach them how to do the voluntary transformation and yeah. they began they begin getting jobs at Lupin Incorporated which is Sirius's name for it Lupin never actually came up with one mm-hmm. then they have just... a Christmas concert and Sirius and the choir mistress have chemistry and Daisy is upset <laughs> yes Spent almost two weeks in wolf form. She, and and Alice, Alice wants to know if she goes to talk to Remus about it and wonders if somebody might need to talk to Daisy. And he says, do you think the choir mistress is in physical danger? She says, no. Then maybe just talk to her about uh, how you felt when Frank was infatuated with that girl from Ravenclaw. How do you know oh, about somebody that? Told somebody me told sometime. me. Sirius likes girls, but he's never clicked with anybody long term. So Daisy's probably has the advantage. And this is where and we learn where we find out. He act- she actually has some of his soul. Yeah. Which is unnecessary. And even without that, um, the choir mistress is a muggle. Sirius is probably unlikely to go through the trouble of trying to keep himself a secret for 
long enough to have a proper relationship. Yeah. Because he does have a lot to do with magical society, no matter he'd deny it. I can't see a stuck-up choir mistress of the Methodist Church being happy no. about his wantless trick. Well, you never know. Choir takes all kinds. You never know. It's sometimes the still waters, still mm-hmm. waters run yeah, deep or whatever it is. And then Alice changes the subject and says, I'm not complaining, but you're around a lot of these. And he says, well, I've worked myself out of a job. I've got so many different people hired that I don't need to do much anymore. So I'm hanging out here. She tells him he can always come and read bedtime stories to the boy. And we find out that Narcissa has pled guilty to being an accessory to the botched attempted kidnapping of the Minister for Magic. And she gets a very favorable plea agreement with a fine and having to turn over a number of dark magic artifacts and interrogation that focuses on what Lucius was up to and his contacts as a Death Eater. She is sentenced to one year in con- one year confinement in Azkaban with credit for time served, and then the rest of it is commuted to house arrest at Andromeda and Ted's place. And then she that applies works. for admission to the healer training program and gets trained. And she never wound up yeah. charged with the death of Thorfinn Raoul. I can't really see Nassessa being going from the society lady role to being like a healer. Maybe she wanted to try something different. Very different. Maybe. Mm. And then we have um, the public immolation of the relationship with Sirius Black Choir Mistress, who dumps him gloriously on New Year's Eve. Of course. Daisy's particularly chipper at her next class, and it's because Maud's got a bun in the oven. She won't be the the baby of the pack anymore. Werewolves That's exciting. Have problems conceiving, so it's really exciting. For mm-hmm. She gets a little bit confused between semester and trimester, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that, at least for Daisy, if she turns into a wolf shortly after her period, the wolf form isn't having a period, so she's fine. Yeah, no more problems. Which is, I mean, that makes sense, but it would also make sense why the werewolves have trouble getting knocked up, mm-hmm. to put it in her words. But it's never actually discussed if that's actually the mm-hmm. reason why. But it would make sense if you transform mid-conception or something. Or mid-cycle, I guess. You shift the cycle over again every month. Yeah. But, you know, wolves have heat times too. So you wonder if there would be, you know, there might be a time where things kind of correspond and then maybe it'd be easier. Yeah, if they stay there. Everything to sync up. Then they would have to stay mm-hmm. as a wolf all the time to get through that timing and or stay as a human all the time. So the timing for the human would be have to be in between the full moon or they would have to right. stay a wolf the whole time. And it's complicated. Very interesting. I love stuff like that. Resets things. And Remus is freeing yeah. up time to hang out with the boys. And Wednesdays and Fridays are his days to hang out with them. Yep. And, and he's closed his flat and gets an office now. And yeah, eventually to start with, Alice would take those days off to go do stuff on her own. But these days she's starting to just hang out with them too. She's enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in July, Maud gives birth and they yes. have a naming ceremony and a public baptism. And then there's the Longbottom Potter double birthday celebrated yep. on Neville's birthday this year. Because they're not doing birthday parties back to back. so They'll just go back and by year, which makes sense. And Sirius is pouting about it because he wanted to take Harry out and do special things. And Daisy says, well, if you 
absolutely have to spend your hard-earned galleons on cake and ice cream. You could take me and Julia to visit the dairy in Swansea. <laughs> With apple blackberry crumble. Yep. Mm. And Sirius is easy to distract. Yep. Food. And then we go in August and September, which is busy for them because there's lots of hunting parties. Thing. Uh, they've actually turned a profit. And but... this Halloween, there are no nightmares. Yay! And they've been buying up. Remus has been having people buy up the land around this particular property. Mm-hmm. So they've doubled the size of the estate now with the last three purchases. Yeah. And then Alice comes and knocks on her door. I love the details like that. And she's worried about Harry and Neville. They need a father. You know, living here is nice, but it's like being surrounded by aunts and uncles. And then she shifts to asking him what was his understanding with Marlene McKinnon. And he says, oh, that's abrupt. And basically she uh, negotiates him into saying yes to marry her. Marry me. Is that a question or a statement? Yes. Are you asking me to marry you? <laughs> I thought I was being fairly clear. You think I'm attractive? You love the boys? You're a great friend? And I can't think of a finer person to be a father to my two boys. Well, I think that what goes without saying. What about being a husband? <laughs> I think that goes without saying. And then she kisses I'm not him. Does. And, no, no, I agree. Do that I was quite clear. <laughs> no, I agree. That was quite clear. And and he's still having trouble saying, and eventually he says, I think the idea has merit. Is that all you have to say? Well, I wasn't expecting to be solicited for marriage this evening. Please forgive me if I'm neither prepared nor articulate. Uh, I'll take that as a yes. Yeah. A very reasonable conclusion, Mrs. Nelson. We'll work out the details later. Daisy passes her Alice and she's like, whoa, Mordegal. And Alice's like, what are you talking about? You're putting out some really strong fairy moan and you're drenched with lupin scent. Is that a bad thing? Oh, no, I like how Lupin smells. You guys, how come you're not in his room making babies right now? Thank you, Daisy. (laughs) It's actually more like, thank you, Daisy. You've been most helpful. And that ends the story with a good night, Miss Alice, from Daisy. We get an extended author's note about the motivation behind writing this, the various (laughs) way it is. Wait, is this the end? So the other end that I read, is that like a spinoff or something? Or one shot? There's another oh, there's little scene more. here about Daisy going and meeting Hermione, but that happens after this author's note. Yeah, it's a, it's a uh, okay. sk- skipping oh, okay. way, way forward. Um, oh, I never even read that far. I just they, got down to the said, yeah. Okay, I'm done. We have the explanation about, you know, wolves in general being social canines that don't particularly care for being around humans, but they hunt together, involve the whole pack, they play, they have social structure, and etc. Uh, and so this is where the what if about what if lycanthropy is only because people are resisting so hard. And then we have the author gives a few bullet points for what happens next in the story. Uh, Remus and Alice get married by New Year. Neville and Harry are raised together. Um, And in the course of events, additional Lupin children are born. Uh, Daisy and Sirius take much longer to eventually settle down together, but she does eventually become Lady Black and pretty much the head because she's got much more affinity for the family magic than Sirius ever had. So she gets the ring. Yeah. And they Yay. eventually get the spare bit of Sirius's soul out of her 
And in the course of doing that, they discover, oh, hey, there's a spare bit of soul in Harry, too. Let's get rid of that. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that was basically mm-hmm. the whole point of that soul bit. And Narcissa emigrates like... to Canada with Draco and ah, eventually gives him some siblings. Mm-hmm. And they keep in con. She's visiting me a few years ago because is now Mar- mysterious Aunt Narcissa from Saskatchewan. <laughs> Ah, Which, you if go. you're a young Tonks, is really cool. <laughs> and Bellatrix Lestrange, oddly, never appears hmm. again in this alternate Bummer, universe. Yep. <laughs> I love that Amos Dickery becomes that should be for magic, not of magic. Yeah, that's a um, a U.S. versus U.K. books thing. <laughs> the the U.S. translation says Minister of Magic because people are used to the Secretary of Defense, but the yeah. originals say Minister for. Um, Yes, mm-hmm. Dumbledore tries repeatedly to have Harry placed back with the Dursleys, which pretty much erodes any goodwill and poisons his relationships with Remus Sirius and Alice and costs him his positions as Chief Warlock and Supreme Mugwump. Unfortunately. Bummer. Yeah. And then I like that Harry and Neville end up in Hogwarts, but Quirrell never steps foot in a classroom. There's no diary to open the Chamber of Secrets. There's no prisoner, no black to escape from Azkaban. So those events don't happen. Neville Harry is Neville sorted into Gryffindor. And- Harry is sort of, and he objects because he doesn't want to be separated from Neville. And there is a Triwizard Tournament, but there's no escape from Azkaban for Barty Crouch Jr., so Mad-Eye is not the professor, and the Triwizard Tournament uh, just goes mostly normally. Very differently. And this is where we get the scene that um, Daisy has come to Hogwarts to arrange Mm -hmm. that Harry should take Hermione to the ball, because that's the way it ought to be. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. Neville's taking Hermione to the ball. And Harry is taking... Ah, uh, uh, yes. Susan Bones. Susan Bones. Don't I tell read Melinda. this very quickly while y'all were talking. <laughs> Daisy so. has decided this is going to be how it is. Mm-hmm. And yes. Daisy's Hermione and Susan. Hermione and Susan are now calling her Aunt Daisy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. They're invited to New Longbottom Hall for New Year. Hermione would like that. Is it true everyone who works there is a werewolf? No, hardly. About a quarter of the staff are totally unable to transform into wolves. It's quite sad, really. (laughs) Yeah, this from Daisy, who's the werewolf. They feel very left out once a month, but someone has to keep things running. And that is actually the end. The actual... uh, This was fun. It's a great little story. Mm -hmm. And I I love, I particularly Mm -hmm. love the idea of embracing werewolfedness and making it easier on yourself. I like that Harry's being raised with Neville as brothers and yep. just all of it. It's just, it's a fun. It makes having really close birthdays handy. Romp. It makes what? Having really close birthdays handy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like how everything diverges from the very beginning and Sirius Black mm-hmm. making one responsible decision yeah. and action and everything goes ahead. Yeah, and manages to only spend what? Two years, maybe only one year in Azkaban instead of twelve. No, he's only there a couple of months. It's much three, less. Yeah. Three or three four months, months or something. And maybe a little bit three, longer than that because there when are Remus some time visits the things. first time, it's been three months, mm-hmm. and we don't know how long it takes for him to visit the second time. Yeah, but, but it's real close. Th- but by then, it's only one week Is later that they break him out. So wait, two. Yeah, by yeah. next Thursday so or something. We, we don't know what the gap is between those first two visits. So it's at least four months and probably more like five or six. Yeah. But 
you know, yeah. even that. But we can probably find out. Wait, uh, is it a New Year's ball? Because he was incarcerated a yes, few days after. True. So when? When is the ball for? Yeah, I don't remember. I forget. That was in the fifth chapter. Do, do, this year's ministry ball. Do, do, do. It just says ministry ball, yeah. doesn't it? It doesn't really say what it's for. Yeah. Let's see where the actual invitation <laughs> part is, just in case. But probably no more than but six yeah. months would be my guess. So much better for him. Mm-hmm. Very much better. For everybody involved. Except for the or that does the swan dive out the window. Yes. Well, he apparently had it coming. So thanks, Scott, for finding this. Mm-hmm. Ah, I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. It's a lot of fun. Last time, I like a lot of things. I enjoyed it, too. Fanfic authors. This what? is, as I said the last time, I like a lot of the things I've done fanficauthors.net. <laughs> he always cuts out at the same spot. As you said last time, he likes a lot of fanfic authors. <laughs> <laughs> now you guys get out. <laughs> now you cut out. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe Craig has it three times now. But I like yeah. a lot of things at this archive. Not just Cocopelli's stuff, but there are a few different uh, authors all archived here. Um, some there are you know a range of people, so they don't all have the same kind of story. Like this, but most of them are things that I find interesting. Yeah, I haven't browsed uh, this site before. I definitely have read one or two fix on it because I had the setup yeah. already. This is one of the but, places uh, that Pedro uh, yeah, got archived. I've never browsed it. Is- why I found it originally, I think. Although I'm, I might have had it before that because it, it was set up by Jekone or Jekone's, however that one's pronounced. Um, That's who, a uh, familiar name to me. Yeah, that was um, the the fic with the this means war, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, but and we're just about at the end of the tolerance for me of being in this chair. Well, perfect timing. We've got good timing. <laughs> yeah. So I hope hope you guys listening enjoyed. This fic as much as I did, as much as we did mm-hmm. covering it. And hopefully you went and read it because we didn't describe everything as exhaustively as we sometimes do. So we do actually need to read it and get things that we skipped over. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. it is only eight chapters, although they're relatively long, long ones. Uh, Especially this half. Mm-hmm. It has some really long chapters in it. How long is that, I think? Does not. It has, let's see. Yeah, it has S- a word count for the chapters, but. It's sad. So that's a one yeah, day. Yeah, it only week. took me a few hours. Yeah, I I watched I read it one night. And it just took me a couple hours, maybe three. I know I read late into the night, but it wasn't awful. The chapters range from around six thousand words in chapter two and chapter eight to up to sixteen and a half thousand for chapter seven, which is the longest one. Chapter six is twelve thousand. It's a good length. Yeah, even it's though it's only nice eight hit. chapters, it's it's a good length. Mm-hmm. So I had fun reading it. Yeah, I remember seeing Definitely. your posts as you were reading it. You enjoyed it very <laughs> <laughs> I think I was yelling. I don't think I posted half the yelling I actually did at some parts. I was very angry at... Uh, at uh, uh, Dang it, what's her name? Which one? The main character that ends up with Venus Longbottom. <laughs> Alice, I keep forgetting her name. For some reason, I just, I keep calling her Lisa in my head and I don't know why it's supposed to be Alice. Who the crap is Alice? Um, But yeah, I kept uh, yelling at uh, Alice throughout the fic and then changing (laughs) my mind like two paragraphs later. (laughs) Yeah, I know that one. Doing that thing. (laughs) 
So while yeah. we were talking about it at the beginning of this, Good stuff. I did a little bit of Googling and found a, a mini archive on fanfiction.net of stories that are set during Christmas. And ninety mm percent -hmm. of them are based on Christmas Carol in some way. <laughs> uh, I don't think I want to do that. Oof. There is another one that I Oof. found called Harry's First Christmas Present, which is an AU where six-year-old Harry gets to go somewhere else and seriously. Um, and there's mm. a number of other ones that I haven't looked at yet. I just googled Harry Potter Christmas fanfiction. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, if you find one that looks like it might be fun to do, post it, and we'll talk about it for next week. And if not, we'll just, this will be it until we pick up that last one at the uh, first of the year. Okay. And I'll keep plugging away editing. Mm -hmm. Someday. So, good. yes, we should probably wind this up so we can go to bed. And depending on when you're listening, <laughs> you can go to bed or go to work whatever it is you're listening to us before. And uh, hopefully you've enjoyed it and we will have another podcast out for you soon. And as always, come meet with us on Facebook or on our forum at potterficforum.com and let us know what you thought. Yes. Yes. Poor Arrow Please is come to almost the forum. alone on the forum. <laughs> I posted things for you yesterday. It's so silent. I posted in two different spots. I did. You did? Was it? It might have been the day before. I can't remember now. But I, I posted in the weather and oh, I yeah. thought I posted somewhere before. else too. But maybe I didn't. Mm -hmm. I meant to. Oh, yeah. You, you did post in the weather and I didn't have a weather update. So I didn't reply. What? I don't have anything new. And also, I need to liven up the restrict uh, restricted yeah, section or something. That's where I that. hang. But we can always use more people to tree. come on the forum. And Sue will write you. More a people. handy little sorting ceremony if you're being sorted into a house and have common rooms or you can just hang out in the open mic area and play some games and do things like that or go to the reading sections mm -hmm. and find so much fan fiction <laughs> you'll find all the recommendations for all the different things that you really want to read very long time. a very 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 long time well on that note it's i think glorious. we will say good afternoon good evening or good night everybody bye good time zone bye so hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.